we understood from the very beginning that if we want to be big, if we want to be market leaders, if we want to conquer the market, and this was the vision of the, of the company from day one, we have to be a standard. And um, this is why we formed this organization that is called the HDBC Alliance. We formed, we formed it together with Sony, Samsung, and LG. So we had great partners that supported us and loved our technology. And um, I can tell you that in a matter of years, we really changed the face of the professional audio-video market. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley in partnership with Leumi Tech, sponsored by Hippo Insurance, Opwest Labs, Turing, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, and in media partnership with C-Tech. Welcome to another episode of 20 Minute Leaders. This is the story of how an Israeli company changed the way high-tech companies around the world are perceiving their own technology and creating a standard that everybody else wants to follow. Meet Dana Zalitsky, Vice President of Marketing at Valence. With more than 10 years of experience in the high-tech industry in various business development, marketing, and product management roles, Dana is responsible for the Valence's marketing activities. Dana leads the company's messaging, positioning, go-to-market, and general marketing activities, including communications, trade shows, media, digital marketing, and more. Dana has contributed to building the Valence and HD-based team brands and establishing the company's leadership in both the audio, video, and automotive markets. Dana Zalitsky, welcome to 20 Minute Leaders all the way from Valence. How are you? I'm doing great. Hi, Michael. Thanks for having me. Thank you very, very much for, for being here. Spending 10 years at Valence, uh, it, it's, a, it's a long journey, and I'm excited to, to dig deep into, into what, what this company is all about, semiconductors, automotives, audio, video, connectivity. You're going to tell me much more uh, so, that, you know, so that I can actually understand you know, this world. But then I also want to talk a little bit about the role of marketing in such a company, the role of marketing in semiconductors and, and in a really deep technology, because it's not the same as building a brand. For, for the traditional consumers. So, so Dana, tell me a little bit about your entrance to violence and what you guys are doing. Okay, so, um, so as you said, I've been in violence for 10 years. So uh, it's been a very long time ago and violence was a completely different company. Um, at the time, I did not come from the marketing world at all um, at the time, but I've learned a lot about marketing since, uh, since I've joined. Um, I've joined Valence when we were about uh, 20 people uh, in Valence, and Valence had um, an idea already when it was founded to turn its unique technology called HDBSD into an industry standard. By the way, this is something that is a real value for us and a successful go-to-market approach for Valence ever since we started, and we do it in every market we operate. So I actually joined Valence to do exactly that and to lead um, uh, an organization that is called HDBST Alliance that exists, or exists today. Today it has over 200 member companies and um, um, to bring more and more companies into this alliance and create an industry standard. Um, I, want to, I want to dig deeper into exactly this topic. Creating an industry okay. standard as, the, as a strategy for for a go-to-market. What, what does that mean? 
to you? Why, why is, you know, what, what is sort of the thinking behind that? And what have you been, what have you learned over the, over the years? What's the reasoning behind it? That's a great question. So first of all, to, to understand that, you need to understand that we are in the communication business. So our technology in a nutshell, I can go on and on about it, but we don't have much time, um, is um, a very unique technology for high-speed communications, um, especially when there is a need for very high-quality video without any latency and over a very simple long-distance wiring infrastructure. That's in a nutshell. Um, so we started in the audio-video business um, where you have a lot of standards communication protocols. Um, one good example would be HDMI, which is a widely um, um, commonly used standard for consumer electronics. Um, so obviously, if you want to connect your TV to to whatever device uh, you have on the other end um, uh, with HDMI and your TV is from LG and the other device is from another vendor, it has to be a standard and they all have to speak the same language. So Valence, when uh, we approached, uh, we started in the professional audio-video market, very high-end audio-video devices, we understood from the very beginning that if we want to be big, if we want to be market leaders, if we want to conquer the market, and this was the vision of the of the company from day one, we have to be a standard. And um, this is why we formed this organization that is called the HDBC Alliance. We formed we formed it together with Sony, Samsung, and LG. So we had great partners that supported us and loved our technology. And um, I can tell you that in a matter of years, we really changed the face of the professional audio-video market um, um, by turning it to a market that usually works with closed system, end-to-end systems from the same vendor, to an open market with a, a real industry standard, and we were really embraced uh, by the end users of, of, of this industry. So this is the reasoning. And um, we do it also in other industries that we operate today in, in automotive and others as well. So obviously, this is very, very special. You're, I mean, you're, you're talking about a, a strategy for, for acquiring market leadership through creating this, this you know, um, standardization that allows right. the, the, these audio-video communications to, to, to work throughout, through the various vendors. And obviously, you're doing a, a big service to the competitive market and, and allowing many more players to come and interact with each other, which is, at the end, how you know, even we're doing this show right now. Tell me a little bit about the early days of it, because you know, I'm imagining a company, an Israeli company coming and trying to say, we're going to create an industry standard for audio-video communication. That can't be a, an easy feat to, to complete. Right. And, uh, and that's actually a great uh, story because this is also how I found myself doing marketing uh, because that's the only thing I had to do at the time. So, so I joined Valance with the purpose of leading the HDBC Alliance and bringing more and more companies on board. Um, and and it, was, it was a really difficult task. I didn't realize that when I joined, but uh, about uh, three, four months after joining Valence, I said, oh my God, what did I do to myself? I'm never going to succeed with this, uh, with this crazy task. We're a small company. We just taped out our first chipset. Um, and I need to go to huge companies and tell them, not only you need to buy the chipset from us, you need to pay annual membership fees to this alliance that no one heard of. 
and not only that, you need to start talking with other vendors and open your systems and change the way you used to work. It's almost like selling um, a membership so was, to an exclusive club, right? Uh, yeah, that's one way of looking at it. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's a great pitch, but uh, I didn't work all the time. So um, um, I had some tough calls and then um, uh, I didn't have much choice but to start doing marketing. And luckily for us, we had a, we still do, but we had a great technology that the end users of, te- of our technology really needed. Um, we solved a real pain point for the audio-video installers, audio-video integrators, um, which are basically the customers of our customers. So we really started doing marketing, we, um, um, which, which is almost like a B2C marketing in, in, in that case. We created uh, a training programs, a lot of market education. Um, we created a, a compliance program, a certification program in the Alliance that would enable members to put the, our logo on their devices. And I, I remember one of the first campaigns that we did was look for the logo. Wow. And it was a campaign that the target audience were not our customers, they, they were the end users. Amazing. And it worked. It created demand, it created a bad uh, uh, market, and we were able to, 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 turn, the, to turn it really uh, into a standard and bring more and more members on. And then the pitch of a closed membership club actually started working because, because we said, you will be leaders in our technology, you will be leaders in this standard, and, um, and it really worked. So um, it's also the story of how Valence uh, turned its technology into a standard, but also how I found myself doing marketing for this standard and for Valence, um, which wasn't my intention in the first place. Now, you know, we're talking at the end of it, an Israeli company from a, a country back then, I guess, it's about 7 million people, talk, creating an industry standard worldwide with some of the biggest companies in the world. Did that, did that ever you know, bring any challenges with it? That, you know, coming from Israel, all of a sudden coming and trying to, you know, even I, I'm even trying to imagine this, the, the campaign of look for the logo. I mean, that's really, really cool. This idea that, you know, the Israeli logo is an industry standard across these devices. Right. So actually, um, at the time, we, it's not, we never hit the fact that we're a small Israeli company. But this is, this was also one of the reasons why we relied on the Alliance brand, it's called the HDBST Alliance, on the HDBST brand, because then we had brand names such as Sony, Samsung, and LG, who, who had strong interests to promote our technology. And really, um, we relied on this brand on all of our marketing activities and all of, on all of our education activities uh, uh, to the market. And we still do. For Valence Audio Video, um, we still lead this Today, a successful alliance with a lot of members on board uh, uh, and a great ecosystem. But I can tell you that this is a challenge that we we always have, and we feel it even um, um, strongly, uh, much more strongly in the automotive business. So a few years, uh, um, about six years ago, we uh, we were looking for the next big market for Valence, the next growth opportunity. And uh, we realized that we have a very unique opportunity in the automotive market. Um, uh, we adjusted our technology. There's a very uh, crucial need for uh, high-speed communication um, uh, inside the vehicle, 
Okay, there's a lot of talk about uh, uh, vehicle-to-vehicle communication or vehicle-to-the-cloud communication. Balance focuses on, okay, you have all these sensors, riders, lidars that you have a lot of video coming into the car um, that has to, to be sent and processed by the, the, the head unit of the car without any latency and in real time and over a very simple infrastructure right. with high reliability. It's a very complicated environment for high-speed communication and we are a perfect fit for that, uh, for that need. Um, so we moved into the, to the automotive market, which, if you compare it to the audio-video consumer electronic world, is a much more conservative industry. Um, they have much more concerns to to bet or to risk by going on a small going um, um, with a small Israeli company uh, like Balance, um, especially in such. Um, in a technology like ours that is really the infrastructure uh, of connectivity for the car. It's not an add-on, it's not a nice feature that if the company closes uh, uh, a year after, they can easily they can easily change. When 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 we get a customer, we are there to stay for, for many years um, and, and they are aware of it and they are concerned um, uh, uh, about it, or at least they were concerned. Um, what helped us, I think, um, were three things, three main things in that respect. The first one was the incredible um, momentum uh, or the incredible growth of the local auto tech industry. Uh, in general, uh, before COVID, we had delegations from uh, car manufacturers or from other leaders in the, in the automotive world coming into Israel basically every week. Um, there was such uh, um, uh, a boom uh, in uh, uh, Israel tech companies selling for automotive, and we really enjoyed it. So um, all eyes were on the Israeli auto tech uh, community, which was great. Um, second thing that helped us was really uh, that we were lucky enough to get a first customer very quickly, uh, and not uh, and a very a prestigious customer. We are uh, today, I can proudly say that we are already um, on the road in Mercedes wow. S Class uh, and other Mercedes models. Um, um, we, we're, very, we're very proud of it and we're, happy, we're very happy to tell uh, the world about it. And uh, we work uh, closely with Dyna Mercedes um, on future projects as well. So that's, so that's great. Um, and the third thing that helps us and that helps us and going back to the standard uh, approach is that we already um, were used to the to the idea of setting industry standards we knew how to operate it we um, uh, quickly teamed with uh, um, an established standard organization that is called the MEPI Alliance that um, opened a working group to standardize high-speed video connectivity, um, and um, um, very quickly we engaged with them. They evaluated our technology, they tested our technology in comparison to other technologies, and decided to develop their new automotive standard based uh, on our solution, on our technology. So that was an incredible uh, achievement for us, both from a business perspective of, uh, in a technological perspective, but mainly gave a validation for our technology from such a leading industry standard that really reassured um, um, 
all of the OEMs and the major um, mm -hmm. players in the industry that balance is Now, what did you take with you from, you know, it, it almost sounds like it's, you know, two different, you know, journeys. You know, you had the journey through the auto video and then entering the automotive. But in, as VP of marketing, what did you take with you from the first journey that, you know, you kept with you and you may perhaps some things that you didn't keep with you as you now approached a much more conservative, robust, uh, uh, with, with a lot of, with, you know, really heavy incumbents? Yeah. I think maybe it's not to be conservative <laughs> in the way we do marketing. I think that's uh, like that's what I that's what I was used to doing because I was basically doing marketing for the end users, for the consumers when when we were doing uh, when we were working only on the video. Um, so we were used to being a little bit disruptive in our in our marketing, and I think we brought that with us um, also to automotive, and we did some. Fun campaigns, great campaigns that everyone was a bit, uh, you I know, imagine. concerned in the beginning and looked at us a little strangely. Uh, but it did it. It did the effect that we needed, and uh, we did a lot of noise in the industry uh, um, when we joined as newcomers. And and this is what we wanted to achieve. I mean, our competition are huge semiconductor players, and we had to. If you're not disruptive, you're not going to be. And and so the previous work. brand that you've already built for Valance, that I guess that played a pretty big role in also setting setting the trust and the momentum from the get go, right? Yes, I think also the validation that Valance is a company that is used to work already with industry giants such as Panasonic and Exxon and Samsung and LG, it really helped us for, also in terms of validation and also in terms of our operations. Uh, our procedures and our ability to deliver uh, in such a demanding industry like like the automotive and for such a demanding customer. Yeah. In, in your role, you have to really understand both the, the technology aspect. I mean, you really have to understand you know, what's happening there because at the end, as you're selling this and as you're marketing this to the world, whether it's the, the end consumers or whether it's the, you know, the, the buyers from, from these large companies, how do you balance you know, both diving deep and really understanding the details versus, you know, maintaining 30,000 feet in the air and being able to understand the landscape of the market. Yeah, so um, it's not easy. I have uh, actually a, a semi-technical background. I, uh, I, uh, I have a BC in um, <laughs> math and computer science, so I thought, uh, I thought it would be a piece of cake for me. But it's not. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, working with with VLSI engineers and talking uh, uh, DSP all day is not something that uh, that I'm used to. But I've learned along the years how to to filter out what's not needed for me, and and you know focus on what's important. And I think most importantly, you have to be a non-technical person to be able to to translate it into something that. The general audience would would understand, and in marketing we talk we talk benefits. Um, so I always cut to the chase. You know, when I speak with an engineer, I always you know when he goes a little bit too deep for me, I cut to the chase and and, and everyone else to talk benefits as well because no no I I love that uh, Dana I really want to thank you for taking the time to come and and chat with me about Valence. I have a few questions about thank you. you. Uh, we started getting to know a little bit you in the in this last bit, but. Okay. I want to take you back now to your childhood. What, what was something that fascinated you as a kid, whether it's a passion hobby 
or or a favorite subject in school? What really what what really made you interested? So that's a, a strange mix because I was I had a lot of artistic inspirations when I was a child. I was actually uh, going to the School of Arts, uh, learning to be a ballerina. Amazing. Um, but uh, quickly enough, I understood that I, that I don't have a future there. I remember my, uh, my classic ballet teacher told me, relax, enjoy it, this is not math. And I used to tell her, I wish it was math because math is so much, uh, it's so much uh, more easier for me and, uh, and more fun. So it was like a weird balance, and, I guess. And who is somebody that perhaps inspires you along your either personal or professional journey, you know, in, in, in one way, shape or form, not necessarily the role model, but somebody that inspires you? Yeah. I, I don't feel like can, I can name a specific person and I know we're running out of time. We didn't talk about um, um, the feminist aspect or about being a woman um, in high tech uh, and in such a, a, a um, manly environment. Um, and I guess if you talked to me a few years ago, I wouldn't even made an issue out of it, but I've learned in time that it does put different challenges on you. Uh, um, so I look at a lot of women as role models in tech and in general. And Especially, I, don't, I don't want to name a specific person, but it's definitely something that I always look at and I also try and, and to... Obviously, it's not just in tech, well. especially when you're talking about deep technology and when you're talking about things that, that, you know, that, are, that are more STEM-oriented. And, and I think that uh, you know, the example that you're, that you're here, is, I, think it's, I think it's very inspiring, at least to me right. and, and I'm sure to many, many others. And uh, last question, three words that you would use to describe yourself. <laughs> Someone that really hates these kind of questions, <laughs> but I guess um, non-committing. Yeah, no, that's that, that, that's strange for someone that has been uh, ten years in the same place um, and married for uh, uh, for her uh, boyfriend since the age of twenty. But um, non-committing. Amazing. Yeah. Dana, todaraba. Thank you very very much. Stay stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you for joining me. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you.